What's up, folks? I'm your host, Keith Mattier, and welcome to the Normalized Excellence Podcast, where I provide you with information grounded in research and proven methods to inspire you to focus on the process of high achievement rather than the outcome alone. This podcast is designed to help you double down on your values, learn some new tips and tactics, and give you some inspiration and motivation to normalize excellence across all aspects of your life. Thank you for joining me, and now it's time to normalize excellence. Let's get it. What's up, Excellence Tribe? We're almost done with the first season of the Normalized Excellence Podcast. Let's get it. Like, man, I'm so excited. Shout out to you for tuning in and listening to me chop it up for a few minutes about tips and tactics to live our best lives, man. For another few episodes, I'll be using lessons from sports to convey my point about the things we can do on a daily and or weekly basis to normalize excellence. So let's start talking about finishing strong. In my opinion, there are two broad categories of situations in which people or teams don't finish strong and start to fall apart in the fourth quarter. The first is that they create a lead and then squander it because they start loafing. And the second is that they fear the moment of a close game, they lose focus, and then they start doing goofy stuff because they're anti-clutch. This week, I'm going to go over the first category. So in this episode, I'm going to explain how Buddy Hill, he exposes the Minnesota Timberwolves in the 2019 and 2020 season as a team that gives up in the fourth quarter. And then I'm going to encourage you to avoid falling apart at the end of the game like the Timberwolves did and how to finish strong like Buddy Hill did in his heroic tribute game um, to the late legend and my hero and his hero, Kobe Bryant. And then next week, I'll, uh, I'll address being anti-clutch or the lack of a clutch gene. So let's get into finishing the game strong and never giving up. Last episode, I explained how we can implement halftime reports like the most effective coaches and sports teams do to make adjustments for the second half of your week. But now we got to talk about one of the dangers of having a strong early week performance and then falling apart towards the end of the week or not making those halftime adjustments. So you're going crazy the first half of the week and then the second half of the week, you just blow that lead. That brings us to the notion of finishing the game strong and never giving up. Most coaches preach the importance of giving your full effort for the entire game. You aren't going to hear a coach say, we can take this quarter off or we can take this game off. Even when they know they're going to get dusted, they always preach every play, every game, every quarter. We got to go hard. We got to execute our values. We have to execute what we're good at. We have to execute what we've practiced day in and day out. But that doesn't mean all teams actually play hard throughout the game. And there's easy evidence to see who gives up or who starts loafing too. We can look to our handy dandy net rating, which we explored a few weeks ago. Again, the net rating is basically the point differential between your team and the other team's Um, per quarter and per game so if your net rating is consistently positive you're going to win right in particular though if your net rating is consistently positive in the first three quarters but then negative in the fourth quarter that shows that the team is beginning to loaf especially if they have their starters in there should be no excuse for you to have a negative net rating if you have your starters in and think about it it's obvious that zero out of 17 nba teams last season that had negative net ratings for the entire game had winning records meaning if you have a negative net rating then you're gonna lose by definition that's what it means 
But what is more interesting though, is only three of the 16 teams that had a negative net rating in the fourth quarter had a winning record. That means that having a positive net rating in the fourth quarter is just as important as having a positive net rating in the other three quarters because it's statistically rare that a team that has a negative net rating in the fourth quarter is still going to have an overall positive net rating. You can ask the Minnesota Timberwolves, who is our essentially our donkey of the day to steal a term from Breakfast Club. They have an overall negative net rating throughout the entire game and they have a negative fourth quarter net rating. So a couple of days after Kobe passed, uh, first of all, rest in peace to the to the legend Kobe Bryant, man. That's man, like I don't want to get sentimental on this podcast, but everybody know, or if you don't know, um, I love Kobe Bryant, man. But a couple of days after the legend Kobe Bryant passed, many players had tribute games, and Buddy Hill, um, he had a tribute game too, and his tribute game came against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and in that game, he really shows and exposes how the Minnesota Timberwolves are lackluster, particularly in the fourth quarter. So what's the story? So the Kings, they're down to the Timberwolves. So the Timberwolves, they're handling business first three quarters, but they're losing. The Kings are losing to the Timberwolves by 19 points going into the fourth quarter. With five minutes left, the Kings are still losing by 22 points. With a minute and 13 seconds left, the Kings are still losing by 12 points. But Buddy Hill does what no other player or team has done in NBA history, and he scorches the Timberwolves for 20 points in the last 4 minutes and 36 seconds of the game. So in total, he had 42 points. It's definitely an extreme example that I'm using to illustrate the point, but it's definitely illustrative nonetheless. The Timberwolves had it in their DNA to give up and press on the brakes. NBA teams were 0 and 8,378 since 1966 and 1967 season when they're trailing by 17 or more points in the final three minutes of the fourth quarter. So just to put that in context, no other team has blown a lead if they're up by 17 points in the final three minutes. Guess what? The Timberwolves, they did that. Buddy Hill, Buddy Hill didn't have it in his DNA to give up, and that's exactly why he scorched him for those 20 points and why he totaled a, a total of 42 points. But how is finishing strong related to our life? Sports isn't the only place where we have to finish strong. We all have to be consistent and finish strong in so many aspects of our lives if we truly want results. If you start strong but then you taper off, the results are likely going to show. I noticed in my own personal life that I really start lacking on drinking my protein shakes and hitting my calorie marks on Wednesday and Thursday or what some people would say third quarter, perhaps even the fourth quarter of my week. So a lot of people, including me, are good at the beginning of a marking period, but then we begin to loaf or slack towards the end of a, of a marking or a tracking period. One reason this is the case is because we can trick ourselves with these comforting thoughts or these comforting things that are going on in our mind. Oh, it's okay. I've done so well the first part of the week, so I can I can take a little break. Or I know I haven't done well the first half of the week, but I'll back I'll bounce back next week or I'll bounce back next time. And in honesty, that could be helpful sometimes because one time isn't gonna kill you, but it's when you utter those thoughts repeatedly, week after week, where it really begins to to zap you. And sometimes even allowing that to come up one time can cause for some negative results. I wouldn't say devastating, but could cause for you to taper off or not hit your mark. So you got to be careful. I noticed that week after week, I was tapering off 
and it was killing my gains, um, as the lifters would say. But then I had to make an adjustment. I noticed that I didn't like drinking my protein shakes every morning. It was just monotonous. And I was like, oh my God, another shake. So what I did for me is um, I started going to Chick-fil-A on Fridays. Or I started going to West Egg on Saturdays and Sundays. Finishing strong is not a concept that can be isolated or pigeonholed only to sports. It's relevant in so many aspects of our life. So how can we do this? How can we apply the finish strong mentality that Buddy Held embodied in his Kobe tribute game? How can we embody that and apply that to our personal life? So the advice is going to be pretty redundant here and some advice that I've given in previous episodes. So I have three pieces of advice. The first is to identify your intentionality statements like we talked about last episode. So I will execute X behavior at Y time in Z location. The second piece of advice is to control your daily net rating like we talked about a few episodes ago. So as in focus on the day and not the entire week. The last point that I want to slip in here is that some coaches and some players, they view losing and being down as an opportunity to go ahead and build momentum for the next game or for the next opportunity. So they don't say, oh, we're going to basically, uh, we're going to cut our losses and we're going to give up. No, they say, you know what? This is going to be valuable. Let me go ahead and start getting in the flow for next game. And that's something that we can do. So if you're not having a good week at the beginning of the week, don't say, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait till next week. Go ahead and start establishing that momentum in the second half of the week so that you can go into next week with momentum. And then the last piece of advice is to uncover patterns by identifying what the factors are that are keeping you from executing for the entire week or what are those factors that make you taper off at the end of the week. So those three pieces of advice, that will allow you to make sure that you don't fall victim to the first category of not finishing the game strong. And that's when you start off strong, but then you start loafing, your results start tapering, you lose focus, whoop de whoop de whoop Again, next week, we'll talk about how to make sure that you remain clutch. But here's the challenge. Excellence Tribe, I challenge you to identify one area where your performance tapers off at the end of the week and focus on finishing rather than loafing by using one of the three pieces of advice or tips or tactics that are proven to work. Until next time, kill the day, more life. Normalize excellence. Go out there and do your thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thank you for staying to the end. Last episode, around this time of the episode, I mentioned and I said, if you want some bonus content of me and Jared, my weekly accountability meeting partner, to get on the podcast and really kind of interview one another and have a conversation with one another, how we use our halftime reports to hold each other accountable and make sure that we're hitting our goals to text me. So a few of y'all did text me and I heard y'all. I got it jotted down. Jared and I have already talked about it. We're definitely going to get on the podcast together. It's not going to be next episode, probably. It's not going to be this week, probably, but it is going to be really soon. We're definitely going to have that bonus content though. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that bonus content. Me and Jared, we're definitely going to get on the on the wax and spit facts and really just give you a little bit more insight into how we do it. Um, also, 
if you were inspired or motivated by anything that you heard today, please, pretty please, leave a four or five star review on wherever you get your podcast. This has been another episode of the Normalized Excellence Podcast. If you have been inspired or motivated by something you heard today, definitely be sure to leave a four or five star rating and review.